When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We're here on the overnight crowd, turning our attention to the ICC Women's World Cup occurring over in New Zealand currently. And our Aussie women, they had another exceptional game today. Meg Lanning put on an absolute masterclass. And to talk us through exactly what occurred between Australia and South Africa in the ICC Women's World Cup, Jono Baruch joins us now. Jono, thanks for joining us again on the overnight crowd. No worries at all, Jen. Great to be back. What what a what a treat we were witness to today with um, Meg Lanning and the Australian girls going six for six, qualified, ready and waiting for the semis and just doing what they do best today, and that's winning. Uh, and it was a really good clash of, of cricket. South Africa have probably surprised me this tournament. I know they're a good cricket team and they've got some really good individual cricketers, but they've pulled together as a team under loose so much more. I thought the um, yeah you know, the fact that Dane Vanderkirk is injured and didn't get to travel across. I thought that might destabilise them, but if anything, it seems to have had an effect of stabilising them and galvanising them. Uh, I know they went down to Australia, but before we go through Australia, we have to give some credit to how South Africa are playing. They've been really, really impressive, as as you said. Like they've been building for this tournament and pre pre-tournament everyone's saying they're probably the most likely team the second team in the world to really challenge Australia and just you see the way particularly with their batting today and Lizelle Lee and Laura Woolvart they're a formidable opening combination Laura Woolvart you can watch that for hours and hours and hours soon they lose um they're well well captained by her and she's in some form with some runs as well, and then you've got the firepower down the order with order with um, Marazan Cap and Chloe Tryon, who can really bash the ball around. And we'll talk about the game in a, in a moment. And even their bowling attack as well has just been running in fiery on on target, getting wickets. So they're a really really impressive unit. And well, they'll be disappointed ultimately to not come away today with the win. They'll they will know that they'll. That they could they can match it with Australia heading towards the semi-finals and finals. Had they held their catches, it would be a very different game. So let's look at the game in a bit more detail. So South Africa batted first. They made five for two hundred and seventy-one. You mentioned at the top, Lizelle Lee and Laura Woolvart opening the batting. It was Woolvart ninety of 134 balls, and in fact, she probably threw away three figures because she was looking so in control of her innings. Yeah, she'd be kicking herself, um, wouldn't wouldn't she? Um, just lofting a ball down the ground, but wasn't able to clear Talia McGrath fielding on the rope. But she batted beautifully. If you we spoke about it last week, but if you want to learn how to play the textbook perfectly, perfect cover drive, just watch her. Just watch her bat. She's unbelievable to watch. Very easy on the eye through the field. So she 
batted very, very well for 90. And she had a couple of really, really impressive partners with Lizelle Lee up the top, batting through the best part of the first 20 overs coming up to the pace of the wicket. And we mentioned her before, the captain, Sune Luce, really, really put the foot down when she came in and kind of allowed Wolvart to continue nerdling the ball around until she got to 50 and then really started not teeing off, but started to go through the gears a little bit more, whereas Luce really came out and attacked right from minute minute one, ended up scoring 52 off 51 balls, so really kept the game moving forward as Wolvart just steadily accumulated and kept on going. So it was a really, really impressive knock by the South African captain and their star batter. And then, as I said, even down the order for Marazan Cap to finish 30 not out of 21 balls and Chloe Tryon 17 off nine, including a massive six off um, Megan, Megan Shute in the penultimate over to really get them up to 271, which... At the Basin Reserve has been it's been a pretty good total. It was a and it would have been a pretty big chase for any team. But as we'll talk about, um, Australians just reeled it in. Yeah, I think a couple of impressive things for South Africa that some other teams will look at. Uh, Australia weren't able to take a wicket in the power play, so the first time this tournament they haven't taken a wicket, taken a wicket inside the ten. And then, as you just mentioned, um, Cap and Tryon scoring at both you know over 140 strike rate in that back end, really excellent death batting from the South Africans for the bowling for Australia. Uh, one wicket around, so Shoot got a wicket, JJ did, Gardner did. Sutherland and Alana King, they all picked up one wicket to create the five. The story out of our bowling innings would have to be, of course, Elise Perry uh, leaving the field with a back complaint. Yeah, just when it looks like she's getting back into form, she has another little setback, which is unfortunate for Pez. She was looking really, really well in the games last week and caught, caught some tap in her first over, which really set her back and that's kind of been it's kind of been the way that Meg Lanning's been using Elise Berry throughout this tournament. She has one spell up front and then she's not really used again and it's all really dependent on how she's going. But she managed to bounce back relatively well in her second and third over, but then must have aggravated something, spent a lot of time off the field, didn't bat well if she was gonna bat, she was gonna come in down the order but wasn't required. So it is don't worry, but as we mentioned last week, they've just got options. Darcy Brown didn't play this game, and we saw how well Annabelle Sutherland bowled, bowled today. Yeah, she went, went around the park a little bit in opening couple couple of overs, but managed to pull it back quite nicely. So they've got one game coming up against Bangladesh. I can probably imagine that with Australia already qualified, they might give Pez a bit of a rest, rest for this game and just bring Darcy Brown back in and maybe move everyone up the order, as shown today, that they can all do it with a plump. So it's one to watch heading into the final game and then the finals. You can imagine that should be doing everything in her power to get back. But yeah, it's not out of the ordinary for Elise Berry to have a couple of overs and then not seen again, but it is concerning that she didn't field for the rest of the innings when she went off. Yeah. Now the other, uh, that was a low light for the Aussies, but a, a highlight, Ash Gardner, uh, out, out at deep mid wicket claiming probably one that will be up there alongside Deandra Dotton as one of the catchers of the tournament. 
wasn't there a display of catching today? <laughs> and this one from Ash, there have been some great things up on Twitter of her posing in the um, Air, Air Jordan, Air Jordan. Um, pose. Um, Air Ashes, Air Ashes, I like to call it. What a what a fantastic catch! And as you said, this tournament's been it's been off the rails, re- really, just in terms of um, the le- the levels of fielding and the catching across all teams. And I think Ash just wanted to one-up JJ from her <laughs> magnificent catch in game one and just reel, reel in catch of the tournament for, for the Australians. So magnificent catch. I think there's a lot of fun being have, being had with that on social media as well. And if they print that on a T-shirt, then <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll definitely get that on. I, I agree. It is very Air Jordan-esque. Um, so Air Ash is what we're looking at in there from the Australian cricket team. It was impressive. So it was 271. So 272 Australia needed to get for victory. And we got off to a, a fairly rocky start. We were one for 14 when Healy was caught behind off uh, Ishmael. And uh, then we were two for 45 as Rach Haynes, uh, we're talking about Mignon Dupree getting caught on the boundary to a specky catch. She also took a spe- specky catch to dismiss Haynes. Well, you, you mentioned being one for not many. We were nearly two for not many with Meg nicking behind oh, and yes. it just going in between the wicket keeper and first slip there. But yeah, yeah, absolutely right. If one classic catch wasn't enough, what a what a special um Specky catch that was from Mignon Dupree in the outfield to dismiss Ray Chains, who was starting to get going. She's had a magnificent tournament, the um, Australian batter. And again, you would have to take something special to get rid of her. And it, and it most certainly was. So really, really special catch. And good, good luck to anyone who has to pick catch of the tournament because <laughs> there's no shortage of brilliant ones to choose from. It's definitely a highlight reel. Speaking of a highlight reel, Meg Lanning, she got the chance early when the wicketkeeper just wasn't decisive enough and didn't go across and snaffle that early catch. Uh, but Meg Lanning, 135, not out off 130 balls, 15 fours and one six. Our skipper was incredible. There's not much more you can say other than she is the goat in a run chase. I know um, in Indian cricket, Twitter will be all over me for saying that. Oh, if you're right, Coley, nah, nah. Meg Lanning's got more hundreds than anyone else in the women's game. She's got 10 ODI tons chasing and out of a 15 ODI tons. She's five clear of the next best when it comes to one day international centuries. Um, and she was at her absolute best today, as he said, 135, not out 15 fours and a six. So she was just absolute aside from that one at the very beginning to get her off the mark. It was absolutely chanceless piercing gaps at will. Um, even with stacked, even with stacked cover regions, she was just piercing them and finding the gaps. It was, it was beautiful to watch. And, you just feel really safe as a fan when she's at the crease and batting and in that mood. And you, you could see very, very early on the camera sort of panned to her and she had like that steely look in her eyes to say that she's on for a ton today and really led Australia with a plum. It finished with, finished with a strike rate over 100 too. So another one who just went through the gears and continued to punish the bad balls and even the good balls by the end of it. She was just in a mood and she's really leading Australia all the way through this World Cup. 
She is. And you get, you're right about that steely look in her eyes. I think last week, Jono, we spoke about having a t-shirt printed up that said, in Rach we trust or in Haynes we trust, but we can probably list um, alongside that in Lanning we trust. Uh, Rach, Meg, <laughs> Moons, um, the, the list goes on. There's just, just the squad. It, it's such a stacked. It just just a squad, just in the Australian women's cricket team we trust. And they've they've shown throughout this tournament that they've got the depth, they've got the combinations and they can really win from any scenario you would have seen on the on the weekend when they played against India and they put up a massive total and Australia ran it down pretty easily with a number of overs to spare and then even today South Africa put 271 up on the board in Australia. Get that with just over with just under five overs to spare. So they're looking in ripping nick as they head towards the finals of this um, competition. And it's one that I'm sure they're not going to rest until the job is absolutely done. And it would take something absolutely calamitous for them. I don't want to put the moz on them, but it will take something calamitous for them not to walk away with the title now. Well, the depth is theirs. It does appear to be Australia's to win and to lose. They've just got to keep putting out their best cricket, and it looks like they've still got the rest of the tournament uh, competitors covered. So we hope for the best for Australia. Uh, Jonna, before we go, what's next for Australia, their next game? So they play Bangladesh on the 25th. That is their final group game. They are the first team um, to qualify for the semifinals. Um, and we'll find out who will be joining them in the semis and the knockout stages by the end of this week when all the group games finish up. So we're moving anyone. into the business end, Jen. It's been a... It could be anyone. It's such an open tournament. It's been a great tournament for everyone. Pakistan... Finally got their first win on the board yesterday, and even they're still in with a chance. It's amazing that result makes opens the door again for New Zealand, the home side, who were down and out yesterday, but they're a chance. England have lifted themselves off the canvas, so it really could be anyone. I've loved so much about this tournament. It's been so great, and I'm really, really excited for these final few da- few games, and then the finals, I think it's going to be Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so all the way through till Sunday, uh, we will be following to see how the ladder shifts. We know Australia will be in the semifinals. We wait to see who locks up position two, three, and four over the rest of this week. And, Jono, by the time we speak again next week, we will know much more about the next stage of the ICC Women's World Cup. There's no better time to start tuning in and start getting around it all. Thanks so much for having me, Jen. Let's, I can't wait to chat about the semifinals with you next week. Looking forward to it. That's John O'Barrook joining us here on the Overnight Crowd. Thanks for your company. We'll be back in just a moment. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.